0: Presented by AT and T. Connecting changes everything.
3: On with Mario Lopez. Y'all, Mario Courtney Lopez, returning to the show. Our buddy, Hollywood Medium, Tyler Henry. Welcome back, man. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Always nice to see you. My wife is very excited because she's a big fan. Yes, I am, and uh, wanted to personally come in on her day off.
2: I'm not normally here right now. I'm here in the morning, <laughs> but I came in just for you, and you're you were worth it. Oh,
3: well, thank you. I'm glad to. Have you here? And thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. Well, your presence at Casa Lopez, and uh, for those who may not be uh, familiar, um, how do you describe the other side, and how are you able to communicate with it? Sure.
4: So, I really consider the other side to be more of like a realm. Um, a, a, some people call it a place. I call it a realm. Basically, a continuation of consciousness. And the way that my ability works is basically I just pick up on energy. I believe that we as individuals carry an energy, both when we're here and when we transition. And so I basically just kind of interact with people and get subtle feelings and impressions. Hmm. And usually that'll come through like a daydream or kind of my mind will wander and I'll see something. And oftentimes when I verbalize what I'm kind of feeling, it'll make sense and hmm. it'll actually validate that someone's coming through.
3: That's a very <laughs> <laughs> well thorough explanation right so there. I'm so captivated. Yeah. I'm just Scientifically staring explained. at you like a creepy person. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> <Right it now. laughs>
2: So you said that this is the most emotional season yet. Can you give us any uh, inkling as to what has happened?
4: Well, you know, it's just been an incredible, incredible season. Every season comes with obviously new experiences, new batch of clients, but I feel like I've really grown in my ability more. And as a person, I feel like I've gotten a lot more confident in what I do. And this season, you kind of see behind the scenes aspects that we haven't really seen in previous seasons. So you'll see kind of how it affects me emotionally and how I kind of deal with it in, in navigating my personal life as well. And obviously the celebrities, there's lots of tears, yeah. a lot of and, emotion. Yeah.
3: And you're currently in production. I mean, you're literally shooting here in the studio yeah. as we, <laughs> as we speak. Yeah. Yep. Um, who are some of the celebs uh, you just mentioned oh that uh, you're going to be reading? Well, they're not, let me say too many, but Rebel Wilson was a big one I just did. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, that was fabulous. But yeah, stay tuned. There's going to be some pretty okay
3: ones coming up. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Now, yeah. uh You've got live dates coming up. How does that exactly work? Uh, Not to be
2: confused with dead dates. Right, right.
3: (laughs) Thanks, honey. Uh, The the name of it is Live Lessons I've Learned from the Departed. Will these include live readings? They will. So the live shows are two parts. Uh, The first part is just focusing on me sharing
4: what I've learned from over a thousand readings. Uh, What it means to be alive, kind of what I've learned about the meaning of life through all these experiences, and it just kind of helps explain more of what people don't get to see on the show. Hmm. And then the second part of the show just focuses on readings. So I go go, go out into the audience. I share impressions, what I'm feeling. I take questions. Wow. Um, and it's always very specific. Like I, I always tell people, I never want a circle to fit a square. If I'm picking up on something, I know that I'm, I'm getting it. And every single time it lands in some way in the crowd. Do you ever
2: feel all this pressure, like you can't deliver or people, they don't come to you and, Uh, you know, because, you know, people come to you wanting so many answers and and you want to satisfy, sure, of
4: course, absolutely. There's some degree of expectation. And I found through this work, it's really important in order to connect, to kind of suspend myself from the client's expectation, to really kind of go in and just focus on what I'm seeing, hearing and feeling. Because if I do focus on what the client wants to hear, it can kind of distract me. It can impede the process. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer that what a person's meant to hear will just come through organically. They don't need to ask. Mm-hmm. So,
3: Is there a way that everyday people, if you will, for lack of better uh, expression, can communicate with with the other side or have some sort of premonitions? Because my wife, for some reason, seems to know when... Uh, I'm either lying or Um, withholding something or And so I think she's got a gift.
2: That's just being a woman. And (laughs) generally, I think we're just one step ahead of you. (laughs) That's just what what
3: it is. is. That's just intuition. No, but in all seriousness, is there any way someone can develop, I don't know if that's the right word, develop the skill, if you will? Or is it truly just a gift and either you got it or you don't? You know, I think everybody has the ability to
4: connect with energy, to feel energy to varying extents. Whether all of us can sit down and do a reading, that might be a different story. But I believe everybody does have the means to be able to feel something more than what our five senses tell us. And I think a big way of doing that is really minimizing distractions. So I really attribute my ability to do readings by um, not getting distracted, by not getting in my head. And so I kind of have to put myself to the side. And when I do reading, I'm just very present. Um, I try to minimize any distractions. And I think that's really helped me connect. So
2: I don't even know how you do you meditate. I mean, what would that process be? It's
4: kind of like a waking meditation. I find when I do readings, I I do enter to definitely an altered state of consciousness. There's definitely a change that happens when I start scribbling. And that's kind of my way of meditating. Mm -hmm. But it's not like closing my eyes and going home. It's really just kind of more being receptive to maybe things that I'm not normally receptive to.
3: When you do communicate to the other side, is it generally the same message or is it always different?
4: Uh, always different. There are mm-hmm. some kind of big picture messages that I've kind of learned um, you know, through doing over a thousand readings and just the importance of like loving one another, respecting one another, living in the moment, trying right. to, you know, there's some bigger picture ideas that come through. But every message is always very specific and unique to the circumstance.
2: Do you ever see pets?
4: Sometimes they yes. do come through. Yes, absolutely. Funny enough, I uh, I did a reading for a client in New York and she handed me a man's bow tie. And I was holding on to it and I'm like, okay, who wears bow ties? It's probably like a grandpa or something. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll, I'll see what comes through. And I heard the name <clears throat> Frank. And it was Frank, Frank, Frank. And I was like, okay, this is weird. It's coming through a little too enthusiastically. I was like, what is this? And she said, it belonged to my dog, Frankie, and she showed me a Aww. picture, and her golden retriever used to wear the bow tie I was holding, Wow! and it
3: came through, so. I thought Frankie was talking to you. Right. You imagine that. Yeah, that would have been something. It would if have been a dogs lot of can talk in the afterlife, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome, but <laughs> I haven't heard
2: from one yet, but <laughs> oh,
4: I, uh, they definitely
3: are connected to us. Are there some people that, no matter how hard you try, are just unavailable to connect with? I would say I have
4: no control over the people that come through. So when I do a reading, it's completely on the other side's terms. I'm, hmm. I'm really just the vehicle for communication to be relayed if it happens to be there in the first place. So
3: it's really kind of all on their terms, and I that's, that's kind of how it works. And not yeah. to get morbid, and this is no, I make air, but I'm just curious, yeah. does it matter if the death is tragic or not? Like if it was a murder, if it was a suicide, does that matter at all? It can. It
4: definitely, I think, uh, influences the process that they go through. I find that if there is a big amount of trauma in a passing usually that requires some more degree of processing than maybe a natural process in which someone had the ability to kind of see it coming so like if someone's you know passing away of cancer and they have six months to come to terms with it and to think about it and to cope with it their transition might be a little different than someone who gets plucked from the earth Um, but i believe we all ultimately do find a sense of peace i believe that we reunite with loved ones who've passed and that's kind of a universal Hmm. idea
2: do okay. you, um, have you ever solved any crimes? Great question. So it's a great question. When I started yeah, when you're I was really 16, good, honey. Yeah.
4: <laughs> when I was 16, I started doing this professionally and I had a ton of outreach from people who just did it through word of mouth and there would be families that would contact me that had missing family members. And in one case, a woman reached out and I told her what I was feeling and I felt that her loved one was alive. And then I saw her in a parking garage and it ends up that this girl, her it was her cousin was found in that parking garage, like within a forty-eight hour period after the fact, and she was fine. She just ran away with a boyfriend. Oh, she was alive. Yeah, she was good. Oh, okay. Not, not in a trunk.
2: Okay, right, <laughs> right, right, right. but
4: she was she was good. And so that that was kind of an example where I have. But I definitely sometimes will get feelings like when I see cases on on you know, television or whatever, yeah. and sometimes I'll reach out to people
3: and kind of be like, hey, just keep this in mind. Just sure. There was really? a TV show, I believe. Didn't Jennifer Love Hewitt have a TV show? Oh, well, that was played? Ghost Whisper, yeah. She played a, a medium, didn't she? she, did. she to help sign, solve crimes, essentially? That's right, and medium that, right. also with uh, uh, Patricia Arquette. Also oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, There's been a couple
4: shows. there a couple. There's been a couple, been been a couple so shows, right. when yeah. you
2: see uh, people, I believe her name was Sylvia Brown. Mm-hmm. Did you believe her?
4: So Sylvia Brown, to me, um doesn't really represent what I do, okay. and I think kind of like the industry as a whole. She was a pretty notable psychic in her time because
2: she would try and solve crimes all the time, right? Yeah, I mean, she, what would, I she would make
4: claims. She would definitely, yeah. yeah, she was on Montel Williams show every Wednesday. Oh, Montel, and come home yeah, and sometimes so uh, yeah. watch routine, okay. yeah, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, she would claim to come up with things. I, I just think um, ego is a big thing with this work. It's very important that as a practitioner of this that we not get overtly confident or cocky. And right. I do feel like with her age, she definitely got more about the ego than about helping people. Mm. I feel like that affects the quality of her reading. And so yeah, I feel yeah. like
3: that probably reflects why she's known. How yeah. she is. Can you, t- can you ever turn it off? Tyler, can you, let's say you want to go on vacation. You just want to check out your tires. Sure. You just, you just you don't want to hang out. And- and relax
2: like is you just p- put away your phone so nobody bothers you that's what you do
3: right can you, you have a
2: much harder time can,
3: yeah is that is that is that possible well it's
4: tricky i have to work in order to relax so basically i find that as i do this i kind of get overwhelmed with information if i don't do readings so i do about two to three readings uh, every one two days i try okay. to kind of get a reading in and mm. the reason for that is both to help the person and people but also to kind of blow off that steam so it starts collecting if I don't do reading. Kind of like working
3: out. Really? Yeah, you want to get so, out. Got it
4: exactly. So yeah, if I take a break and I like take two weeks off, go to Hawaii, and don't don't read anyone. About seven days into that, I'm going to start feeling weird. Uh-huh. I, I would have to give a reading to somebody in order to kind of feel back to normal. So my oh, max is about a week, week and a half. Okay. So if
2: if you are in a place like Hawaii or vacationing, and just say people aren't aware of who you are, and but you feel something. Do you, do you go up to people and tell them?
4: You know, as I've done this more, I found it's very important to have a time and a place. It's It's kind of like therapy to me. It's yeah. like, you know, if you're at the supermarket and your loved one just passed away, is it really going to be viable yeah. for a therapist to come up and talk to you for 30 <laughs> seconds and change your life? It's like... Yeah, you're yeah,
3: chilling, you have- having a Mai Tai, yeah. trying to forget about it, and you got right. this guy come up to you and tell you. Exactly.
2: <laughs> um, let me just say, if I was getting fruit and yes. you came up to me, I would be very happy. <laughs> I love yes, it, don't yes. have to get
3: fruit. I'm going to talk to you after. Uh, that's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. right. Well, let, before we yes. get to that, I want to put you on the spot like, you know, I like yeah. to do with quick questions, quick answers. Okay. I love it. Okay. I'm ready. Historical figure you'd like to connect with? Oh, Edgar Allan Poe. He's my favorite author. I felt like he had a very deep and
4: kind of heavy life, and it would be fascinating to see how he's doing. That's a great choice. Favorite reading you've ever done? Probably Todd Chrisley. Um, Todd and Julie Chrisley, just because he was such a skeptic going into it. Hmm. Couldn't have met a bigger skeptic. He was really religious, hmm. Was went into it really trying to prove me wrong. And then by the end of it, he just had such a life-changing experience. Yeah. He was so full of gratitude. And to be able to see that transformation and be a part of it was crazy.
3: Yeah, so, I bet that's a great feeling. Yeah. What are you going to be for Halloween this year? Oh my gosh, you know, I might go as a psychic. I'm going like, <laughs>
4: to wear like a turban, crystal ball, and get the long silver nails.
3: <laughs> Biggest misconception about your abilities?
4: Um, I'd say that I uh, that I can really see the future for sure, like 100. percent I would say the future is not set in stone. Um, I think a lot of people think psychics can like tell the future concretely. I think if anything, a good intuitive person can kind of get a feeling where things are going, like a trajectory. Mm-hmm. But Future is definitely not set in stone. I don't think anyone has the capability to one hundred percent tell the future, um, but I think intuitive people can definitely get a feeling for where things
3: have a higher likelihood of going mm-hmm. based on the current circumstances. And last question: Who do you cast to play Tyler Henry in the movie about your life? Oh,
4: there needs to be a better-looking actor to come
3: into the scene to be able to put uh, <laughs> this bill. But, you have uh, you're the, the cast cast the net as wide as you can. Exactly. <laughs> Whoever you want. Well, Haley Joel Osment's a little old and a little little. No, you so. can do, wait. You, did you want to do Haley Joel just because he? <laughs> you well, thought know the what? irony
4: of six a <laughs> natural synergy could work out. But <laughs> I, think, I think you
2: can do better. <laughs>
4: I think I can. Yeah, I'll get back to you. Maybe Macaulay Colkin, but I think he's in. Oh, he's in a band oh, good. Right. Right. Or something. He's
3: busy. He's have busy. you gotten that? Got that's right. A with Macaulay Culkin. People. That's yes. right. Very good. Well, always uh, a pleasure to have you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. On with for Tyler's tour dates. You can follow him on Twitter at. Ty Henry Medium. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you, Mario. On
1: with Mario Lopez.
0: Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
3: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With Simelbo Grease,